Welcome back, everybody. Jeff Rediger here with my co-host for this series, Bryant Stone, replacing Wall Street with Main Street. Catch our uh, previous episodes on uh, various podcast channels, YouTube, and social media. This series is dedicated to the informed Fed. Uh, so welcome back, Bryant. Hey, Jeff. How we doing, man? How's everything? Good, good. Um, as we're going through this this book, uh, I think this applies to not only federal employees, but everybody can take some some tips away. Um, I'm extremely interested in this chapter because uh, I think it uh, it plays into the f- philosophy I've always had, the holistic uh, viewpoint of your finances especially with the federal market, which is where um, you specialize. Uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, what it means to be taking a new perspective on learning um, chapter two in the book, The Informed Fed. Sure. Yeah. So um, with this chapter, um, you know, there, there's a lot of things that uh, get brought to the table here, but I, but I guess to kind of summarize it. The biggest thing is that we want to the federal employee to understand a couple of things. Number one uh, is that in order to learn your benefits and, and not only your benefits, but, you know, Jeff, this comes with any facet of life, right? Like if you are going to go purchase a new car or you're going to purchase a home, uh, you really need to educate yourself about the process, right? And, you know, what we want the federal employee to understand is that, you know, your your benefits that you have with the government, uh, you know, they are a little bit convoluted. They are a little bit, um, you know, difficult to understand uh, if you don't take the time to actually, uh, you, you know, educate yourself. Uh, and, and that was one of the big things in this chapter we want to make the federal employee understand is that, you know, you do need to take the time to educate yourself and understand what you know, the different acronyms mean, right? Whether it's, you know, like, like a FEGLI or an LES or a, a CSRS or an FERS, you know, all these different acronyms that they have um, that just kind of get thrown out there. Uh, but if you don't take the time and, and actually learn it and understand it, uh, it's going to be that much more difficult for you to produce uh, that successful retirement that most people in, envision themselves having, right? Because, the ultimate goal, Jeff, right, when you retire is that you retire. <laughs> you're, you're not yeah. going back to work, you know, only unless you you have a passion or something that you want to do. You're not going back to work because you need the income. Um, so really, just to summarize it, you know, taking a new perspective on learning, uh, that's, you know, that's the, the, the main uh, point we're trying to get across in this chapter, you know, along with, you know, some other things that we'll talk about. But uh yeah, that's kind of like big picture there. Yeah, so for example, for the federal employees out out there, um, their long-term care uh, benefit has changed drastically in the last two years. Uh, they have, you know, next year they're going to have an increase in the uh, contributions to their TSP. So, you know, there's a lot out there that are varied. And um, the reason I bring this to everybody's attention is because, um, and uh, we will refer to it at the end, to click the link to my Fed University because that is truly a financial education firm dedicated to the federal employee. And um, 
a federal employee at all phases of their career. So uh, you also touch upon the three phases of, of their financial career. And uh, those are, uh, those are keys uh, to uh, different financial decision-making. And um, let's get into that a little bit. Um, let's talk about that. So the accumulation phase, and I know you deal with, um, all three of these phases in your practice. So, uh, you know, what are some of the keys to, uh, those that are with, you know, say those that are either just starting or within the first 10 years of their career. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, that, that accumulation phase part of your career that we talked about in chapter two, um, you know, that's, that's typically when you're earlier in your career, uh, you know, you're accumulating the the majority uh, of the assets that you're going to have throughout your lifetime. Um, you know, when it comes to investing, uh, you're typically going to have a little bit more risk uh, because your time horizon is, is going to be a lot longer uh, than someone that may be in that preservation or, or distribution phase. So, um, you know, that, that accumulation phase is really, you know, Jeff, we're, you know, that federal employee or just, you know, any type of employee uh, is really building a, a solid foundation to their retirement. Um, and then once they they kind of, you know, mature and they're, and they're later in their career and then they start to enter that preservation phase. So that may be, you know, um, you know, somewhere is in everybody's situations different. And that's also something that we talked about um, in this you know, in this chapter is that, you know, you may have a, an employee that you work with uh, that you guys make the same income, uh, you have the same job title, but you can have two totally different scenarios. Um, and, you know, we, we, we really try to caution uh, in, in this chapter and, and when I'm talking to my clients of, of really just taking that you know, quote unquote, water cooler advice, right? Uh, from your coworker who, um, you, you know, who seems, you know, to have it all together and, you know, is definitely has good intentions, but, you, you know, their situation's not particularly yours. Everybody's situation's different. So the preservation phase, uh, you know, we're speaking in generalities here, uh, but typically it's, you know, somewhere in between five to 10 years away from retirement. Uh, and, and now you're starting to, you know, scale back that risk uh, that you do have uh, in your, you know, your retirement assets uh, and your, you know, you're really just, you know, trying to hence preserve what you do have uh, so that money, you know, can last you throughout your lifetime. And, and once again, everybody's situation is different. Um, and then lastly, Jeff, you know, we talk about people transitioning into that distribution phase. Um, and this is probably the most, I wouldn't say the most important. I mean, they're really all extremely important, but and it probably all hold equal weight. But, you know, that distribution phase is now you are retired right now. It's like, OK, how can I make these assets that I've accumulated? I've preserved. How can I have them, you know, distributed throughout my lifetime where it lasts me for as long as I live and I don't run out of money, which is the number one fear and concern of any, uh, you know, person uh, approaching retirement. So, uh, you know, those are the three phases that we we kind of touch on uh, in this chapter, and, and we'll dive deeper into it in the book. Uh, and I always 
you know, when I'm working and, and talking with my clients, Jeff, it's something that we're, uh, you know, whatever phase that they're in, we're talking about that current phase and then also, you know, what it looks like entering that next phase. Yeah, so the distribution phase is where a lot of mistakes are made. Um, and it, it, uh, it gets back to chapter two in the philosophy of, of what you just stated that um, you better better make sure you're working with the right uh, advisor because um, all the all the years of accumulation, then you get to preservation, then the distribution phase uh, from, from our perspective, we see now you're making decisions in a short timeline. You had all these years to prepare. Now it's like, oh, I think I'm going to retire, you know, Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's hundreds of Social Security options for income, right? Yeah, a uh, multitude of ways you can collect it. And then, you know, people make that decision a lot of times separate from how to take their uh, pension, when and how, uh, what option to take on their pension. And then, like, uh, for, for for most of you out there, your thrift savings plan, which is going to be a most a majority of their retirement and the taxes, the the taxation of that. So these are all in of themselves a huge decision. So you have to have somebody understand your benefits, and that's where the variables come in. Correct? Yeah, I mean that it, it's a game changer. Um, you, you know, and I I think I talked about it in our last podcast is where you, you know when you you know you do you do have to make sure that whoever you're working with understands your benefits. You know, obviously, uh, you know, we're on this podcast today. That's our niche market. Uh, that's what we do. But I've seen federal employees, you know, just working with, you know, maybe their parents, financial advisor or their cousin's financial advisor or their mechanics, financial advisor, whoever. Uh, but they have no idea of what their federal benefits are. And then I've seen people have make terrible mistakes getting advised improperly by different financial advisors out there. Not meaning that, not that the financial advisor meant to, you know, give them bad advice, but they just didn't understand how their federal benefits work. Um, so that's, you know, something that we urge in, in chapter two, we preach in our practice, uh, you know, to really caution against, you know, working with someone that doesn't understand your benefits and also taking advice, you know, from that coworker, colleague, whoever it may be, uh, that's not a financial expert. And, you know, it's just because there's at the end of the day, that's just not, you know, that's not what they do for a living. So I really caution, uh, you know, the federal employee of, of taking that advice. So, you know, there's just some of the things that, you know, we talk about in chapter two that, uh, it seems like, you know, Jeff, uh, it's it's common sense, uh, but, you know, it's just like anything, right? So, you know, it seems like it's common sense. Uh, it's like, you know, like like our dentist, right? They tell us to brush our teeth twice a day. But, you know, how, how often do you brush your teeth twice a day, right? It seems like right. common sense, but you don't do it. But it's something that you have to continually be reminded about. And then when you go back to the dentist six months later, they tell you, you're like, oh, yeah, I got to do that. So, you know, just something that you have to be continually reminded. And uh, that's what we try to, you know, uh, do in here in chapter two. It's all about creating good financial habits. Um, and so um, with that being said, uh, if you want to book a time to review any of what we talked about, regardless of the phase you're in, uh, in your career, uh, you can uh, click um, Brian's calendar link below. 
You can also um, click uh, uh, if you found us uh, through one of our podcast networks or uh, YouTube, or if you've gone to the website, um, you can uh, find previous podcasts by clicking the link below and also different topics that, that Brian's covered um, on financial planning and retirement. So uh, Brian, thanks again. Hey Jeff, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, so look for the next uh, podcast to drop where we're going to get into chapter three, earn while you learn philosophies. So uh, we look forward to uh, your feedback and your attendance and also go over to MyFed University, check us out there, a lot of great information. And, uh, you know, uh, we want to be a resource for each of you. So uh, feel free to reach out. You got the 800 number below in the in the content there. We look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, thanks. Thank you. Investment advisory services offered through Red Hawk Wealth Advisors Incorporated and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Top Rank Advisors LLC and Red Hawk Wealth Advisors Incorporated are not affiliated.